Welcome to Book Shrine. I'm Mary. I'm Lalik, and this is your weekly review. General disclaimer here, while we do try to keep spoilers to a minimum, you may incur some spoilers during the episode. Please proceed with caution. Thank you for joining us this week as we talk about our latest reads and determine if they're worthy enough to be placed on our shrine. Let's get to it. Okay, and action! Okay, so this week's book is going to be Wings of Ebony by J.L. And it's book number one of Wings of Ebony. Oh. What? I was not expecting it to be a book one, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I knew. I knew when I picked it up. But that cover. But we'll get to the cover right after the summary. Yes. <laughs> Make a way out of no way is just the way of life for Rue. But when her mother is shot dead on her doorstep, life for her and her younger sister changes forever. Rue's taken from her neighborhood by the father she never knew forced to leave her little sister behind and whisk away to okay sorry i don't know how to pronounce this word so this is the place like the place that she goes to is gizen or gizen i'm not exactly sure gizon and i listened to the audio it looks like giz gizen gizon oh you listen to the audio book but <laughs> i did but it's been a couple weeks <laughs> Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know the place, how to pronounce it, so we're just gonna say, what do you, What would you say? Um, it looks like Guy Zone. Okay. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> it's, I can't, man. I really can't, so I know. <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> Ruth's taken from her neighborhood by the father she never knew forced to leave her little sister behind and whisk away to Geisen, a hidden island, a hidden island of magic wielders. Rue is the only half god, half human there, where leaders protect their magical powers at all costs and thrive on human suffering. Miserable and desperate to see her sister on the anniversary of their mother's death, Rue breaks Geisen's sacred do not leave law and return to Houston, only to discover that Black kids are being forced into crime and violence. And her sister Tasha is in danger of falling sway to the very forces that claim their mother's life. Worse still, evidence mounts that the evil plaguing Eastro is the same one that lurks in Gaizan. An evil that will stop at nothing until it has stolen everything from her and everyone she loves. Rue must embrace her true identity and wield the full magnitude of her ancestors' powers to save her neighborhood before the guards before the gods burn it to the ground. Anything? Um Yes, what was the question? Anything. <laughs> this is all I said. Oh. Well, this sounds like an interesting story. I'll start there. I am um, you have Houston there? Mm-hmm. That kind of threw me. I wasn't expecting just, you know, normal American city. Or city. Well, she's a normal American. Oh, as normal as a half-god, half-human can be, I guess. Yeah, and then she goes to this city 
guy zone mm-hmm. or whatever we're calling <laughs> it. However we're Gizon. pronouncing it. <laughs> I didn't listen to the audible at all. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell you you did. Mm-hmm. But no, this sounds like an interesting book. And the cover looks amazing. Right? I, I love mean, it. We now know why I bought this book in the first place. Yes, well, I mean, <laughs> any cover, obviously, we know you just pick it up. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, tell, tell the people what this cover looks like. Okay, so there's a black woman on this cover. She has, like, these, the gold wrist things, you know, like Wonder Woman. She has those on her wrist. Or is it, like, an undershirt? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so there are gold things around her wrist, and she has on this black hoodie covering her face, which I appreciate. There's, like, what is this, a... I don't know. I I assume it's some type of circle of pink and purple. So it could be like maybe an energy ball. It could be an explosion. It could be even the sun on this place. I have no idea, but it looks cool. And then the gold of the words and the gold designs on her face and hands. Also, there's some purple in there as well on her face and hands. I think the cover is pretty awesome looking. It is. I, I honestly, I thought it was gorgeous. And I been... would pull, I would pull a U and just buy it for the cover. <laughs> you should look at book two coming up. I still think the first one's better though. Oh, Ashes of Gold. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that one's nice too. It's just not yeah, as like purple as you would well, like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty, but you know, purple. But okay, let, let's get into the the nitty gritty of the story. So the stories like start. Well, I feel like I should give you a little bit of background before I tell you like where the story starts because the story starts one year after. So what happens Wait, is... Wait, one year after what? I'm about to tell you. So what okay. happens is that the, the night that her mother gets shot in the head and dies, like the next oh, day, okay. her okay. dad that she never knew shows up and takes her away from Houston, Texas. Who And she has a little sister, but her little sister and her don't share a dad. They share a mom. So the dad is not, does not take the little sister. So he literally separates the sisters and takes Rue to Gazan, 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 whatever it's called. I'm sorry. The place. The place. Yes. The magical land. So that's what I mean. This is a year later. And while she's there, there are rules that she has to follow. Remember, she's a half God, half human. So these rules are that no mortal can find out that about Gaizan, about her powers, magic, nothing like that. And she can't even touch humans. So she can't leave Gaizan. What do you mean? Well, hold on. She can't go back to Earth. She can't go back to Houston. She cannot touch humans because if she were to touch humans then her um, memories would be transferred and it'll be just all bad. Like it won't, she won't be herself anymore. Um, okay. Okay. So that's just the world that she's been sucked into. So she's been taken away. She lives in this realm that, you know, magical place where she can no longer leave. And these people over here, the creatures, 
they get off on human suffering. And wait, the place in the guy zone or whatever? Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. So the reason why the so the on the eve of the anniversary of her mother's death, so one year anniversary, she decides like that I have to go back and look at my like I have to look at my sister, I have to know what's going on. So she goes back and then sees her sister in a car with a guy and I mean, this might be a little spoiler, but at the same time, it's like the beginning of the book, so it's really not. So the okay. guy is like driving the her sister, Tasha, and he turns around and he looks at um, he looks at Rue and then they end up they're going to like he he's just pretty much evil. And you can tell. And he has snake tattoo around his neck, I believe. So at that moment, Rue is trying to figure out what to do if she uses magic. It's in public. She's like, she already broke the law by coming back. She can't really talk to her sister. But, and not only that, like she can't use magic in front of people. So what is she going to do? She's going to save her sister. So she ends up saving her sister. And at, when she saves her sister, uh, well, when they crash, the guy disappears. Like he's nowhere to be found. And... He, she saves her sister Tasha and Tasha ends up touching her and she everything is transferred to Tasha and Rue no longer has her powers. Okay. I think Rue uh, has her powers. That seems a bit extreme but I mean I guess. So it's kind of like the way storytelling goes is supposed to take you know take them out of their normal environment and then you know throw them into this odd situation and this it did it. But it kind of did it like backwards, like the like the preface of the story could have been like that year she was gone. And that would have been like the out of their normal environment would have been her her father taking her to this place that we can't pronounce. Because we suck. <laughs> and then watching her, coming, <laughs> watching her coming to her powers. Um, yeah, no, the book here, immediately starts with her going back. Yeah, here yeah. she goes back to something she knows. And then we see her still come out of what she's known the last year, which is her powers, which is pretty interesting storytelling. So you said that the creatures or God people or whoever that lives in this place don't like humans or only want to see them suffer. Why did her father sleep with her mother? Okay, so that in itself is the reason why, well, it kind of, you learn about the dad more throughout the book. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. He just pretty much broke the law. He slept with the, with a mortal and had a baby with a mortal. So she is half and half. So he, I don't know if it's a spoiler. I'm trying to. He did. He tried not to get them involved and trying to not have them get caught. But once her her mom died, he kind of felt obligated to take her. Got it. Okay, so I said that when he when she touched when Tasha touched Rue, she lost her powers. Not her powers, she lost her memory. Like her memories were transferred to Tasha. But this is when So where did Tasha's memories go? Hold on. This is when <laughs> Rue gets in trouble. So they come and take her back to Gaizon. Because she broke so many rules. Okay, so they took her back to Gaizon. She broke because she broke rules, but she don't know she's Rue? Is that where we're, where we're going here? It's just this part is like, wait, where they take her back 
and she's going to be punished. And her punishment is that they're going to take her powers away from her. Okay. But wait, does she even remember? So she lost her memories. They well, went she to gets, Sasha. Yeah, she gets disoriented. I think it's just because she's half human. So it's kind of a little different for her. Hmm. She, it, okay, you know so what I mean? She might not have lost everything. Yeah. Maybe so she, she, okay. So when they, when they go back, she, um, she has a friend there. And her friend has a boyfriend, Luke. They try to help her out because, you know, they don't want her to lose her powers. Powers At the same time, her dad is like, he's not the main, like the, the, the main guy in power, but he's pretty high up in that. So they all try to help her get out of this, this thing. This is when she ends up, um, her dad ends up taking her to a different location within Gaizon. Oh, before I get there, the way their powers work is that there's this kind of, there's these like, because I wasn't sure the name of the the stone, but it's like an onyx stone. And what happens is that the onyx stone, I guess it has, a, it has the powers inside and they have to put it within their wrist and that's how they get their powers. So that's also kind of how they get their powers taken away. So remember that. Wait, wait, wait. What am I remembering? I forgot. <laughs> said that (laughs) the way that they have powers is that it comes like there's a power in onyx rocks and then they kind of attach it to their wrist kind of i guess that's the 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 gold on the photo that you were looking at and that's it go onyx is black listen don't question me (laughs) (laughs) isn't it my job to question you (laughs) i am just telling you what i know (laughs) Okay. I mean, this could also be like the cover artist didn't quite get it right. But Onyx is pretty much very dark black. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of, whatever. Whatever. We're not going to sit here and like (laughs) try to figure out Onyx's. (laughs) The point is they have to, it is something and it goes on their wrist and that's how they get the powers. Okay. Maybe it's on the inside of the gold. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, okay, good to you. <laughs> but when her dad takes her to this location, she meets people who are there and they're using their power. And she's like, but wait, how can you be using your power without, you know, anything on your wrist? And she comes to find out that I'm not going to go into details here because this is pretty much a spoiler. Yeah, but. Yes, spoiler. So I'm just, this is when she finds out that they they have power and it doesn't, their power doesn't come from, like it comes within them. So it's just something they're born with. It's not something that they were given or binded, bonded or binded, whatever it was with them. You get me? Yeah, so maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, I was going to say that. Maybe it's Maybelline. It's definitely Maybelline. Yep. <laughs> okay, so there are some people that just have the powers without the onyx stone. I'm going to make a prediction that she's one of them. She discovers well, this at some point. Well, this is when she finds a lot of secrets out about the people in control and how they're really getting the power into those onyxes and giving them out. That sounds very ominous, like there's a group of people... <laughs> That are enslaved and dripping blood on stones to be passed around. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Pick up the book. I might, but continue. (laughs) I might. (laughs) 
Okay, so I'm already intrigued halfway in. So I, let's. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just because. Okay, I feel like this book is full of like new discoveries and new things that you learn. I feel like I can't really continue telling you the story, but what I can oh. tell you is yeah, that <laughs> she goes back. So pretty much she has to, she knows that there's bad things are happening both in Houston and Gaizan. So she's trying to fight evil on both lands pretty much. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with racism and, you know, like brutality and unfair and, you know, all of that, all of that. And it just, it, it showcases, it's like a parallel between the magic world and Houston. Yeah. And I feel like I really can't go into details because it kind of brings up a lot of real world issues, but ties in with Ooh, fantasy. I, like that. I know. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I know. I figured you would love this book. Not only the cover, but like the story in itself, the fantasy plus the reality behind it. Yeah, that sounds very intriguing. And like looking at um, on Goodreads, one of the the like readers also enjoyed the first book is Gilded Ones, and I'm like, hey, I like that. <laughs> I bought this because of Gilded Ones. Well, because of the cover, but I was looking for something similar to it. Is this similar? Like, do they compare? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that it's you know own voice book. And what the heck is voice book? Own voice. <laughs> own voice what does that mean it's like the book is coming from a marginalized author or underrepresented groups but writing their own about their own culture about their own you know like oh so like, instead of Namina like Korna writing well I mean it's fantasy but it's still own voice well no yeah I, I get it you're saying instead of like who who is the Harry Potter Ro rolling instead yeah, of rolling you... writing this book with someone of color tanner skin <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yes of a tanner okay. skin <laughs> yeah yeah so okay. yeah own voice this is an own voices book that's that's a that's a new term i guess and i, I yeah i've never heard of it, it it's a newer <laughs> that's why i was like i don't We're know how to say so it exactly I think it came out in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they're new to us. They're still new. Shush. Very, <laughs> it's very new. Don't worry about it. I buy a lot of own voices books. Yeah. I just, I mean, well, to be fair, I read a lot of things made by people without color with people without color leads. So I guess that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I didn't finish answering your question. Okay, so the go ahead. Language wise, no, this book is hardcore language. Like, like there's a lot of cussing. There's the n word. There's and nonstop. Like, hmm. it's yeah. It's just I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's YA, but I wouldn't. There's a lot of cussing. That's what says. <laughs> there's a lot of cussing. So I don't know what how about... people would feel about that. What about, like, was there any type of uh, AAVE, like, word choice? Like, 
uh, did they finna do stuff? Was they gonna do oh, it? Oh, remember I was listening, so I can't really tell you. Oh, okay, that's what I was wondering about the spelling, but I know you said you listened, so I couldn't. Yeah, like, how but was the spelling? The answers, um, right here uh, on Goodreads, it kind of says that there's some mild profanity, and then he, as a as, as a apparently educator, he, she would deem it appropriate for mature for mature seventh graders and up. I personally don't think so. But I'm not an educator, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, as coming from someone who's African-American, I think some of the language that you are describing in the book would be some of the language that I would have been exposed to in seventh and eighth grade as a No, I know, but I so mean... I, like, like I feel like that would be okay. I mean, not okay, but like, it wouldn't be like, a culture shock. Oh no, so I'm not talking wouldn't. about the N word though. I'm talking about. Well, no, not the N word. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All of the cussing. No, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, I yeah. Know, but seventh grade and up. I mean, the most I've read, I think it was Huckleberry Finn, but that was even ninth grade. I really can't because remember, I don't. I didn't read anything I was supposed to. And I think in that book is the only N word mentioned once or twice. Mm. which is now now i guess people are trying to boy like ben or whatever that i don't know i actually i shouldn't say who that because i have people? no facts no i'll t- i take it back i take it back uh, I, <laughs> I take it back who is people this is like this is like the syrup pencil Let's, culture i should say yeah but this is like angel mama syrup no one like that was <laughs> never asked for did not cross the minds and they were like you know what we're going to change your name. I, no, yeah. but no, see, from what I heard, I don't have any facts to back it up. That's why I said I take it back. But since I'm sure you're not going to edit this out. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you know me. I just, um, what was I saying? No, what I heard with no evidence to back myself up uh, is that they don't even want the book to be read out loud by a teacher because of the N-word. And it's like... Why couldn't they just skip the word? I mean, I don't know. Like, why are you asking me? I'm not canceling anything. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, I just sometimes the logic behind this just doesn't make Nothing sense. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> and I'm the group that would be offended by it. So, you know, I'm just, you could just skip the word. To be fair, I'm pretty sure kids these days don't want to hear that read anyway. So they're probably rejoicing if that's true. But, you know. I mean, we were, okay, to be honest, we had to read Huckleberry Finn out loud in class. Like, you know, the teacher would pick on somebody, would read a paragraph or whatever and move on. I don't don't want to read that out loud either. I mean, I feel like it's like. That's anxiety. as As a teacher, I think you should know where these problematic words are. And those days you read when you get to those parts, you read or have them be read at home, um, at home. Exactly. And then when you come into the classroom and you want to do some type of popcorn reading or whatever. Yeah, that's the you, word. <laughs> you have the, you know, you know what's coming up. So you know what words are coming up. But, you know, anyway, I don't think the kids care to want to uh, listen to this book. 
I don't think I even know what it's about because, like I said, I did not read the assignments because <laughs> I didn't care to. I I think the only book I read was maybe Hamlet. No, maybe it was Macbeth, but it was like a Shakespeare play. I enjoyed it, whichever one it was. Shakespeare has really good stories. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it also was like my senior year of high school. So, you know, I waited till the last, the last opportunity to do it. Sounds about And then right I went though. into college and I don't know if we had reading assignments, except for in my Greek mythology class, which I love Greek mythology. So I read all of that. But anyways, back to this story. Is there anything else we are adding? Anything else you want to touch on since you're well, not going to tell just, me the rest of the story? I just wanted to go back about the whole cussing thing. The way I oh, see yes. it, when I was 13, I know it was a long time ago, you don't have to say it, but when I was 13, PG-13, were, there was no cussing. Cussing was just not like allowed in PG-13. I don't know if things have changed now. So doesn't that well, kind of mean that a cussing in a book shouldn't be for seventh graders because it's above PG thirteen. Well, I don't. I can't speak on. I Wait, can't how old are speak. seventh graders? Um, I want to say like thirteen. Oh, so I was right. No, uh, yeah, because my cousin is fourteen and he's going into his freshman year. Okay, so just about twelve, thirteen, I guess. Yeah. But so the reason that I edit the podcast the way I do with the censoring is because I want to keep it PG-13. And according to the web to Google, uh, it's like certain curse words are okay. The F-bomb is not. What about? Well, basically everything but the F-bomb. So shit is okay. So I can go shit. And you don't okay, I think there's a limit on how many. I literally just watched a Netflix show, the movies that made us, and it was talking about it was talking about one of the movies. The, the studio wanted to make the movie PG-13, and the one of the writer ladies, she was like, "So if I just take out a couple of these curse words, you'll be all right." And they're like, "Yeah, well, that'll we'll make do." So you know, I, I don't know what it was. I watched so many things in the last day on Netflix. You have, you have. Because I know because you keep texting me about it. Because I'm on vacation and this is what I do (laughs) on vacation. I read and watch Netflix. But okay, back to Wings of Ebony. So, I pretty much told you everything, really. Yeah, I I figured you would tell me a lot. I mean, there's a lot more. Okay, this book is full of action. Well, yeah, Ooh. but if you tell me all the action, I won't get to enjoy it Exactly. Firsthand. Exactly. And I think you would like this. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I might listen to it and actually remember how the city name is pronounced. Yeah, and then you let me know. And you let our yeah, listeners I'll, know. Yeah, I'll record it and put it on <laughs> somewhere. On the blog. Yeah, maybe. I'll go back and add it. Yeah. Any other questions for for me? No. I have really? no more questions. You didn't even ask real questions, which is weird. What type of real questions <laughs> are you expecting? I don't know, but something to make me feel very uncomfortable and not have an answer to. It's been a while. You didn't have an answer to it if Tasha is the Tasha. Tasha the is sister. the sister. Yeah, if she got Rue's memories or not. Look, I where her memory I mean where her memories <laughs> went. I started this book like months ago. I didn't finish until like a couple weeks, a week ago. And that was in the beginning. 
Okay. Well, you should do better. I should. I should do a lot better. Did she get her memories back from her? Like, that's an important question. No, I can't tell you anything. You gotta... I told you the main thing. The main story... What do you want me to ask? The main story is that she's taken away from Houston. Then she breaks the rules, comes back to Houston, saves her sister. She gets in trouble. Then she tries to save both lands from evil. Yeah. That's interesting. I do want to read it, though, because, you know, you said that there's real world like parallels and I kind of want to see what they are. Yeah, you I I mean, obviously, because when she she lives in East Row, I think it was in Houston. And I have no idea where that is. Well, I'm I think it's made up. Oh, OK. That's OK. I mean, I don't know. I just said that, but I'm assuming. I don't know. I've never but, heard of but, it. But, but it. it I'm sure it's modeled off of real places because it's very well, yeah. real. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, then let's rate it. What are you rating the book? Four out of five. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. No, I initially had said three and a half. But wow. as I was <laughs> as I was trying to think of the, the actual like story to tell you, I was like, why? Why did I... But I think it's because I wanted more. Like, I, I wanted more details about certain things. Maybe it'll be in book two. You said Yeah, yeah, yes. Two. Yes. Well, I mean, the ending of this definitely needs a book two. That's weird because I thought the ending of the Gilded Ones was kind of like a decently ended book. Oh, it was beautifully be end, ended book. But, but, but it, it let... Okay, so the Gilded One completely ended... Like, it ended the story, but opened another story if that makes sense what other story well i mean well, I then it book two i know but i don't know like what book two would be about besides what do you mean it was the i think it was about well we will discuss that when we yeah, have because we don't want to spoil it for you guys <laughs> yeah so since last week we were like comparing the ratings are not just comparing, but just seeing what the rating on Goodreads was. And I like that. So I'll tell you where Goodreads rated this book. Yeah, we should do that. So Goodreads rated it 3.97. Look at me. I gave it a four. Out of five. So you were, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty decent. It looks like you align with the rest of the readers. And the first, re- the first, well, the first rating again has no, no rating. It's just a, it's just a review, although it said like it seems like it would have been a positive rating because like this was a really strong and interesting debut. So I'm thinking she would have maybe gave it 3.5 or or more, but she didn't give it anything. So why wouldn't she give it anything? I don't I don't know. However, oh, never mind. However, isn't even bad. Overall, but, this yeah, one so- strong and solid debut that provided a heroine I couldn't help but love. It combined real world issues and a fantasy setting, and it was a great blend. That's what I said. Yeah, I saw that last <laughs> part too, and I yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, so that falls in line with your this kind of you telling us. It kind of makes me feel good because it's like, okay, so I do understand what I read because sometimes, <laughs> like I, I swear, I feel like the imposter syndrome is so real in everything I do that it's a little out of this world. Do I need to tell you every episode now if someone <laughs> agrees with you? Yes, that would be great. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Well, so after that, though, we do like the first actual rating as a five star. Well, the first next highest comment, like, you know, the first next highest interactive post would be a five star rating, which is great. You know, the rest of this is pretty much in line. I do see this one two star, which I'm just going to say that person has a problem. <laughs> that person has issues. Mm hmm. Gots to be. <laughs> we have no other explanation. Mm-hmm. No, but you know that's how I would feel. For instance, like for the gilded ones, had if I mean we never really looked at the reviews for the gilded ones, but I disagree with anyone that has anything lower than a five. Yeah. See. Period. <laughs> so yeah, I don't so need I you to we'll back that. that up. <laughs> she was pretty confident on that five. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. So is this book going to make the shrine? Oh my god, definitely. I actually yeah, I think that, like, I know the shrine is metaphorical, but I would definitely buy this book to put on my, because like I said, I have the Audible, so I can't really put it up, but I would get it to put it in my bookcase. No, I thought this also came in like a box or something. Hmm? Oh no, this was a, you had to crunch and view your coin, your token thing. I'm so sorry, I'm lost. What are you talking about? Cause I thought you got the book in a in one of your boxes that you got. Oh like no the no book no! Boxes. And then I remembered you you sent this you sent like the screenshot of when you were forced. trying to spend all of your audible yeah, when, tokens. When I was forced to use my credits, all of them at once. Oh yeah, I still have like, to tell my mom about that. Within days, like I canceled my account and I had I had three I think credits and I was like, okay, well I need to spend it now before they take it away from me. So, this was one of the books I got. Yeah, that's what I'm remembering now. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, See, it makes months stride. ago. Yeah, I, well, I can sometimes recall things months ago. Thank you. Sometimes. But, yeah, I figured this was going to make your shrine because of the cover and then the high rating. It was very shoe-in. If there's something that's like a four or more and you don't put it on the shrine... I would one. I I would have so many questions. I mean, I would really question my mental health at that point. I mean, I question it every day, but I would really question it more. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Cause how? <laughs> like, why would I give it a four then? Maybe it's, it's a, a five. Cover. But never. Maybe the cover is so ugly. You're that like, it can't be shown. But it was a great book. I'd be surprised. I would too, to be honest, because sometimes like covers are just words and they look decent enough for me. Yeah, but not me. But either way, I wouldn't get rid oh. of a book. No, I honestly look, I would buy a book for its cover, but I wouldn't get a, rid of a book for its cover. I would get That's... rid of a book for the story, despite the cover, depending. That's that's still to be seen. If someone has or knows of a book that has Very ugly. the most hideous, hideous <laughs> cover. But a decent story. No, no, it has to be way. like five star because or four. Okay, four a great five. story and a horrible, horrible cover. Send it our way because we got to see this me. made and happen. <laughs> Test me. Yeah, we got to do it. It'll it'll be something that ends up on the do not finish list. Oh, and then just if anyone's interested, book two is coming out in January twenty twenty two. Oh, that's like a year apart, right? I don't, I'm not exactly sure when this one came out, to be honest. Let me see. When January 26th. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, was there anything else you'd like to partake on our 
listeners? Mm, nope. I think I told you everything that I can tell you. Okay. Well, then I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening this week. Tune in next time. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Now that we wrapped up this episode, grab a book and make the rest of your week lit. You can find us on Instagram at Bookshrine or on Twitter at the book underscore shrine. Tell us what you think we should read next. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us to keep going. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we release the next episode. Until next time, Book Shrine is produced by Lolly and myself. Editing done by me. Theme music comes from Rick Wilson. You're going to beep those out, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs>